0: Hi, welcome to Politics Done Right. Politics Done Right is a podcast for young conservatives by young conservatives. I'm your host, Tucker Dunn, and I'm here with Patty Olson. Hello. After it's been it's been about a week and a half and mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little disappointed that we haven't recorded another episode. Yeah. That's uh, it's probably my fault. I think we've we've discussed <laughs> a few times and just never done it.
1: Well, I've been busy too, you know, school's starting back up, everything like that. It, it can be a little tough.
0: Right. But we're going to I think we're going to try and keep getting one or two out a week Mm -hmm. if we can. And uh, so today we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about uh, Kamala Harris because we Mm -hmm. haven't we haven't gone over that. It's been a little while and I'm sorry about the delay, (laughs) but we're going to talk about Kamala Harris. We're going to talk about the DNC. Then we're going to talk about the RNC. Mm -hmm. And finally, we're going to talk about the two shootings in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which isn't that where the Jacob Blake shooting was, too yes okay that's what i thought the so it's the shooting of jacob blake and then the shooting by kyle rittenhouse and those are obviously both big and controversial news items Mm -hmm. so uh let's start with kamala harris um yep i actually had my mind changed uh quite profoundly on kamala harris Mm -hmm. i well when i first heard about her nomination i was very happy i was like okay police officer background like that helps undercut the defund the police argument if you're saying police need to be vice president i mean that was her well it wasn't a police officer background but it was law enforcement she was yeah law enforcement the yeah. attorney general definitely mm-hmm. associated with police mm-hmm. uh but i was very happy about that and then i was happy because i thought she was more moderate and <laughs> i so there's a website called com that's mm-hmm. really useful for this for researching a politician and if somebody says they're moderate you can check mm-hmm. I With basically has a list of all their stated positions and like quotes from them about those issues like I think for Kamala Harris it had like 900 different quotes of different policy positions mm-hmm. and so it's really useful for researching like that and Apparently, she was known as the furthest left in the Senate, which includes Bernie Sanders, by the way. Like, Bernie was in the Senate, and she was considered left of him. Mm -hmm. So I changed my mind on the idea that she's moderate.
1: Granted, I don't think she holds very many firm convictions. You know, she's been – she's flip-flopped on a lot of things, specifically, you know, Medicare for All. She originally, you know, supported, you know, full – you know, state takeover of medical, of health, uh, healthcare. Uh, she, you know, backed Sanders bill. Uh, and then, you know, then she sort of went back on it and now she hasn't really taken a firm stance in a while ever since she's been out of the, out of the primaries. But I, I don't know. I, I just get a bad feeling from her, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's, that's a real problem with politicians. Mm -hmm. If I ever get into politics, something that I've like vowed to do is publish a bunch of essays that i've already started writing right now that are just <laughs> my views about different issues and so if uh if anyone you know if i tried to change my views like a lot of these politicians do that's it's i'm on the record mm-hmm. with my views here's why i'll make my arguments and then we'll be done and i think it's pretty dangerous i mean if we're living in a country where we elect our representatives our senators and our president and our vice president if you're going to have elections you've got to know what you're voting for Mm -hmm. and i don't think a lot of people do with her or with joe biden because he's a transition candidate he's going to be a one-term president and which is going to make 2024 a lot more interesting yeah it'll be you know it's not extremely common that we have a an election with no incumbent it's usually mm-hmm. every other election and you know it's it's going to be a no incumbent race in 2024 no matter who wins this year mm-hmm. you know if if trump wins he'll be term limited obviously and if joe wins apparently he's not running which means kamala harris 2024
1: I, <laughs> I don't know i don't mean, know man i mean maybe kamala harris will be the incumbent in 2024
0: well that's who knows? true that's true yeah. See, maybe she is the incumbent i I wouldn't be surprised. I really. And it's funny because you've seen you see videos of Joe Biden from earlier on in the campaign. And he Mm -hmm. really seems like he has it all together. Like he knows what he's talking about and he might do a good job.
1: He did decently well in the debates. Um,
0: Yeah, he did. He didn't just flop in the debates. I mean, he won the primaries for a reason. I mean, Granted, like,
1: he he had very poor showings up until South Carolina. Right. You know, he, didn't he get like fourth or fifth in New Hampshire?
0: Yeah. And in Iowa, yeah. it, it was something like that, too, because it was yeah. Buttigieg and Sanders in Iowa.
1: And Sanders tied in, in right. Iowa. Yeah.
0: And, um, and that's mm-hmm. interesting because a lot of the progressives way outdid Biden because mm-hmm. there weren't so many moderates. I mean, most of them were out there a little bit you know bernie yeah sanders. i, I mean you know competing to see who was the most like bernie sanders
1: yeah you know right. in 2016 um you had what was it five candidates it was sanders clinton o'malley and then one or two others um right. not like the the almost 20 you know we saw this year yeah almost 20 we saw this year well, uh, no, it was and most- oh yeah well yeah it was it was um but no just like the amount that we had and then also just like there were at least four moderates on that stage in 2016. Now there was like five. Uh out you know, of out 20, of twenty. Right. Eighty percent to, you know, twenty percent. And they did percent. The
0: moderates didn't even do very well for a yeah. long time until finally Joe Biden started getting momentum and uh mm-hmm. everyone dropped out of the race after Super Tuesday.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only reason Biden won in South Carolina was because you know, Judge dropped and, uh, did Beto drop before, uh, South Carolina? I honestly couldn't tell you. I, but I, but the thing is that they dropped, you know, at a time that was, you know, very advantageous for the Biden campaign. And, right. you know, that, that made him win in South Carolina. And I think a um, lot of
0: that has to do with the party establishment. You know, I think mm-hmm. oh, know does, that you don't win the center by swinging left, you know, mm-hmm. you know, especially, and this is, I think I talked about this in the first episode, like, the Republican Party is looking a lot like the moderate party. And yeah. honestly, I think it, it really shouldn't try and swing out to the right. Like, it would be great if we could get all these policies in mm-hmm. that we want. But at the same time, if the Democrats keep nominating progressives and they keep
2: mm-hmm. if
0: progressives continue to dominate, we can get we can win every election if they keep throwing up a Bernie Sanders, you know.
1: Now, the thing is, you know, I know we disagree on this, but I think that eventually, you know, co- you know, uh, the Democrats are going to start pushing such a narrative that, you know, if you don't support our, you know, progressive platform, you are a bad person. And I know that you think not a lot of Americans are going to fall for that, but I think that we already see that happening, you know, with the woke, uh, woke culture and cancel culture happening. You know, if you come out with the wrong position, you're going to be ostracized. Right. Um, and I, I feel like that's going to be a big problem. That if they keep on pushing that narrative, um, you know, then people might start, you know, just falling in line with their progressive policies, even if they don't believe them.
0: Right. And I think that's a real danger. You know, for a long time, it's been the the radicals have, you know, they've kind of just fallen in with the liberals, the moderates, mm-hmm. and just gone along with the moderate candidates. And now the progressives are kind of saying it's our time to kill the czar you know it's mm-hmm. it's time to rise up and take over
1: did you hear that they um they had a guillotine uh execution of of like a a dummy of president trump outside the white house oh
0: yeah i saw that yeah that was mm-hmm. horrific i mean yeah honestly these people have have long lost the ground of being a tolerant party
1: oh yeah i yeah. mean
0: i'm sure there was somebody who talked about killing obama I don't think there's ever been a graphic depiction of a guillotine of Barack Obama. I mean, really, I guess the implication is that Trump is like a tyrannical king that we need to execute. But it's so it's so off.
1: It's very far fetched. And even though, you know, there were there were some, you know, Fake lynchings of, you know, maybe Obama caricatures. I don't think there's anything nearly as, you know, public as having a mock execution in front of the White House, you in know?
0: In front of the White House, yeah. And yeah. honestly, it scares me because I won't be surprised if Trump wins and there's an assassination attempt on him before the inauguration. I mean, mm. the like, there are people who are insane about this who will not accept. Yeah. And just another news thing that i don't mm-hmm. think we can really go over in depth in this episode but mm-hmm. hillary clinton told joe biden that he should not concede quote under any circumstances
2: if
1: the race is close which it's going to be a close race it'll be close
0: yeah, yeah. unless you know like unless one of them comes the out. popular
1: votes yeah I, I think that you know if uh i guess we'll talk about this more when we talk about the rnc but um, the, the Republicans got a really good message out when the Democrats are, you know, pushing just, you know, this anti-Trump stuff over and over. The the Republicans are coming out with a very good counter-message, and I think that Trump may have a legitimate chance, but let's save that for, you know, when we talk about the DNC and the RNC.
0: Right. So, I guess that's... Well, I guess we don't... That was technically under the Kamala Harris discussion, but we mm. kind of got off topic, like we yeah. Should. But Kamala Harris pretty far left um you can look up if you look up political compass it it intrigues me because they say she's on the right (laughs) like all of these liberal outlets will always say like oh well she's actually just center right and america's politics are just so far right like no america's politics are not like all far right by nature no we uh like if you're bernie sanders and you believe in medicare medicare for all you believe in you know, free college education for everyone, you believe in, you know, abortion on demand, taxpayer funded, all of these things, like there aren't more radical positions than that. Like, that is as far left as you can go Mm -hmm. other than just seize the means of production. Yeah.
1: You know, um,
0: it's that or just full on communism is as far left as you can go. Bernie Sanders, they say he's like, out of, it goes 10 in all the directions, they say Bernie Sanders is two to the left. Like, Bernie Sanders is not a moderate.
2: Mm.
0: Nobody thinks Bernie Sanders is a moderate. And they say, like, oh, these people are moderate by European standards. Like, no. No. Socialism is, like, if you say you're a socialist, that's not a moderate position anywhere in the world. I mean, even... Since the 60s. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Even, you know, the um, the British and Canadian conservative parties, they would love, you know, to dismantle, um, you know, the NHS in the UK and the Canadian healthcare system in Canada, obviously. Right. But I mean, those, the, those they, they can't healthcare systems. They can't because it's so, you know, publicly unpopular. Right. Um, but, you know, in that same graph that you're talking about that put Bernie Sanders, at, um, they also put Trump um, almost as far right as you can go, which is blatantly untrue. It's completely He's, you know, untrue. He's he's very uh, protectionist, which is right. not, a, you know, a, a right wing. Well, it's not a super, you know, economically conservative it's, idea.
0: It's like it's an idea that goes with more. It falls into conservatism. Like a lot of Republicans mm-hmm. believe in tariffs. Yeah. And believe in the quote unquote fair trade over yeah. free trade. Uh, Personally, I'm a free trade guy. And I think I talked about mm-hmm. that in another episode. Yeah. Because these subsidies and these tariffs, they're they're not great for the economy or for the mm-hmm. people that they're supposed to be helping. But um, I don't know. It's, it's not really a right wing view. It's not a capitalist view. It's the yeah. Republican party view mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's one of those things like the Democrats have welfare and they have all these things that they promise that sound good, but really don't work. I think that's really, that's tariffs for Republicans. They promise that they're going to help the economy and they're going to boost, growth in america and then they really don't they really hurt us mm-hmm. uh okay but let's let's get back on topic let's go yeah. to the dc <laughs> because i guess that's all we have to say about kamala she's yeah. a radical mm-hmm. don't be convinced otherwise they're like help, medicare for all like on the issue of healthcare, you can't go any further left than free healthcare for everyone there's yeah. no further left you can go that's and not moderate moderate would be like the system we have is a moderate mm-hmm. system. It's like some benefits for people who need it, mm-hmm. not for everyone, not for nobody. That's moderate. Free health care for everyone is not moderate.
1: And I will say, um, when she was talking about the Jacob Blake shooting, uh, shooting, she specifically said that there should be an investigation, but he should be charged. Uh, like, Like, if there's an investigation, then there's a chance he wouldn't be charged. That, you know, That's what a rational person would think. But she's saying he should be charged either way, uh, which we'll get into later. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Okay, so which, let's go to the DNC.
1: Um, yeah, you know, the DNC, they very much pushed um, a, uh, a narrative of Trump is bad. And that was what they were banking on. They were banking on the fact that, you know, uh, on the hope that people will not vote for Trump just based on the fact that they don't like his personality. Um, which I don't think is going to work in the long run because they're not addressing the issues that they need to, uh, such as, you know, the rioting and looting happening in, you know, these major cities and, um, you know, just the uh, the deconstruction of the United States that they're trying to push. It's, you know, they're not addressing that at all, and it's really turning off a lot of the American public.
0: Right. If you're a if you're moderate, or you're even most liberals, like, I I told you about a poll earlier, Patty, that mm-hmm. said seventy six percent of Americans prefer the message of all lives matter compared mm-hmm. to Black Lives Matter. Like, the Democrat Party could condemn Black Lives Matter and the rioting and the mm-hmm. even the protests. The D the DNC could publicly def- or publicly admonish the protests and say, like, look, a lot of these shootings are justified. They could come out and say all of these things. Mm-hmm. And that would still be popular. According to that, 76% of Americans would agree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Look, I, I'm just saying the age of humble retraction is dead. They can't go back on, their, on the narrative that they've already spun. You know, if they go back on their narrative, they look like hypocrites. You know, if they start saying, well, maybe the Jacob Blake shooting was justified in some way. Maybe, you know, the writing and the looting is not okay. If they start saying that sort of stuff then they look like hypocrites and they lose, you know, the, the very far left side of their voter base. Um,
0: Right. Which is, and yeah, I think it's a silly strategy, especially like, I don't think Donald Trump is making it very hard for them. I think (laughs) if you, if you could put up a halfway decent candidate with a halfway decent message, Mm -hmm. they would win. Like, I don't think Trump is the guy to beat. He's not, he's not like a tough, he's not a great candidate. He's not likable. I mean, there are people who like him because he's so blatant, he's so unfiltered. And there's people who like that. But most people at least think that acting presidential is important. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like even most Republicans would probably agree he could shut his mouth every now and then.
1: And I think he's gotten better about that, but, he you know, um, because, you know, he, he knows that if he doesn't, you know, shut up a little bit, then he's not going to win. Right. And I think it's important, you know, that he that he wins this year. Right. Um, and so I think he's, you know, he's getting on top of that.
0: Right. And I think he uh, he might even be maturing a little bit like. Yeah. As I don't know if, if anyone has seen these pictures, but there are collections of pictures that are before and after the presidency. Mm-hmm. And these people age like 50 years. Oh, yeah. In the four or eight years that they're president. Mm -hmm. It's I mean, Ronald Reagan before and after before he looked like an actor and afterwards he looked like an old man on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand that he survived an assassination attempt and that definitely makes it a lot worse. But. I mean, these presidents, it wears on and I think it really could be wearing on Trump. Just, you know, he's aged and he's if you're stressed out constantly, that's not good for you Mm -hmm. and you can't be the president of the United States and not be constantly worried about your decisions. Mm -hmm. So I think that might be calming him down a little bit. Yeah. Making him understand that he can be calm and be presidential and people Mm -hmm. will still like him. You know, no Republican is, is out here and is going to say, I'm not going to vote for Trump in 2020 because he's too quiet yeah yeah there's nobody on the right that's gonna say that Mm -hmm. and i think he just needs to realize that Mm -hmm. but dnc
1: dnc yeah no they um you know joe biden did give you know a a very coherent speech it was you know very well very well spoken now i didn't agree with the message of it right but
0: but he he definitely was well spoken in that speech mm -hmm. now do i think he could be spontaneous at all during debates. I don't think so. I don't think he's he's as sharp as he used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was reading off a teleprompter in that speech. Yeah. And I think uh you know, he did he did well. He had to really the bar was low for Joe Biden. <laughs> I think if he showed up there and had a pulse, he would get thunderous <laughs> applause from the Democratic Party. Mm. But virtual applause. Virtual applause, yes yes uh but you know he did well so when Mm -hmm. you set a standard that low it's easy to you know go way over expectations Mm -hmm. and really i think for the rnc like i think joe biden with his polling numbers it's hard for him to get a bump from the dnc Mm -hmm. because everyone who's voting for joe biden is voting for joe biden I mean, there's
1: well, you know, I wouldn't even his base is not very energized compared to the compared to Trump's base. Well,
0: that's that's true. And we can talk about that, too. But yeah, yeah. what I mean to say is most of Joe Biden's voters, I would assume, are solidly going to vote for Joe Biden. And he wasn't going to get a three or four percent bump from his speech. That's true. People understand what they're people know what they're getting with Joe Biden. And I guess that's I think, true.
1: Like, there was nothing new in his speech, whereas in Trump's right. speech, you know, there was a lot of new stuff that could rally even more base support.
0: Right. And I think I see that. Yeah, it's with the way the media paints Trump. I think talking about the RNC, I think it's really easy for Trump to exceed expectations when they say mm-hmm. Trump is just a terrible human being who knows <laughs> nothing about anything. And he wants everyone to live terrible mm-hmm. lives. And he's a horrible, no good, very bad man i think it's really easy when when they tell you know when everyone thinks that about him if that's what's mm-hmm. reading in the newspaper and then you hear him actually speak and think huh maybe the media is lying to me
1: speaking of the media they portrayed the rnc and the dnc so differently oh, you know gosh. like after michelle obama's speech uh i think it was cnbc they just completely you know you know applauded her speech you know say that was a very powerful very powerful approach very you know inspiring speech whereas when mike pence gave his speech they were like very dark dark message from the trump campaign it's just you know the 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 double-sidedness is so the double standards are so so huge
0: oh absolutely the uh the way that they're treating the two different sides it's Mm -hmm. and this is media bias as a whole yeah but honestly like i understand if you're a journalist and you want to share your opinions but if you're not a journalist like i try to be at least a little non-biased like if joe biden mm-hmm. gives a, gives a good speech i'm gonna say joe biden gave a good speech exactly like yeah and i it's not that way in the liberal media nobody like even fox news now i don't i haven't watched fox news's coverage of the dnc and the RNC. Mm -hmm. i assume they painted trump in a favorable light but i even fox news isn't amazing about this even there they try to be probably non-biased because it's refreshing and they know that people on the right don't trust the media and they want to look like the trustworthy media Mm -hmm. but even fox news isn't great about this they're biased for sure Mm -hmm. but At least, like, I'm open about my bias. You know, if I Mm -hmm. start every episode with four young conservatives buying conservatives, and then I still praise Biden's speech, like, I think that's what most people in the media ought to do. Mm -hmm. They ought to say, look, I'm a Biden supporter. Here's my view of the Trump speech. Because Mm -hmm. it isn't normal news. Like, it's one thing to say, you know, we had a natural disaster. X people were affected these are the consequences it's completely different when you're evaluating a political speech Mm -hmm. it's all up to your opinion so your bias really matters and the media will pretend that you know cnn the most trusted name in news (laughs) yeah
1: yeah good joke
0: but uh i guess so the rnc it was i enjoyed the rnc i didn't Mm -hmm. want constantly but yeah. I saw a few speeches. I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my! I should not be forgetting his name, Senator. Uh, the only Black Republican senator, and I can't remember his name. Ah. Oh. Um, do you do you know it? I do not know it. Okay, his speech. You know his the great quote that came out of that speech was, "My family went from cotton to Congress in one generation." Mm-hmm. He uh. You know his. He knew his living grandparents Mm -hmm. that were slaves.
1: Slaves or sharecroppers. Uh,
0: probably sharecroppers. But yeah,
1: probably sharecroppers.
0: But still, regardless,
1: sharecroppers.
0: You know, same idea, picking cotton. Yeah. Yeah. To their grandson is a black senator. Yeah. And one of the first, if not the first, Mm -hmm. but an amazing story of. Mm -hmm. I mean, the American dream. Yeah, that's powerful. I think his speech was probably my favorite. Uh Charlie Kirk gave a short speech one night mm-hmm. that I really liked. He he's a big Trump fan. And I disagree with him on some issues like tariffs. He's for tariffs and I'm not. But uh he um uh, he gave a really good speech and he's really good at communicating especially with young people. And so I really enjoyed the RNC. I thought it was good too. Mm-hmm. I expect Trump to get a big bump off this like three
1: or 4% maybe there was a very good speech from a uh, Catholic nun uh, who was a, an army surgeon uh, or military surgeon. I don't know if she was in the army, but um, she came out with a very pro-life message, uh, a very, you know, unifying message, you know, saying that, you know, we need to care for people in all, in all stages of life, you know, from natural birth to natural death. Uh, and, you know, it was a very, very good message from the Christian right. And, um you know, it's good to, to get the backing there. And, you know, having someone who is a doctor, um, you know, a good person and, you know, a a, um, religious, a religious person, uh, you know, it's just very, very strong to have that support. Cause you know, it, it plays on, um, people have doubts about Trump's character, but when she comes out saying that, you know, she believes that Trump is, you know, a, a good, a good character to have, you know, on the, uh, well, in the pro life movement, you know it really helps that movement right, and um
0: it's a who good is point the uh... that Trump is one of the first presidents to come out and be majorly pro life
1: oh yeah, yeah, no, it's been a huge bump for the movement. He was the first president to ever uh appear at the March for life right, yeah, and Mike Pence was the first vice president to ever appear at the March for life, and um no just having having that support on you know the presidential level in the in the white house you know has given so much momentum to the movement yeah it's a big deal. and getting a lot of conservative justices you know in the in the um, in the courts has been very influential as well
0: yes that's that's right and i mm-hmm. i really want to see an a challenge to abortion i mean mm-hmm. i really would like to see a challenge to roe v wade in the supreme court because we have a majority by by two not even a close majority like it's six three right now i think i think i thought it was five four it might be five four but yeah it's so we have thomas cavanaugh um we have Thomas alito cavanaugh alito um gorsuch gorsuch and, and roberts roberts and roberts is iffy on everything yeah roberts is a terrible judge but mm-hmm. um <laughs> i i just don't like john roberts well i could have an entire episode where i just talk about <laughs> how bad john roberts is yeah and, yeah But i won't not yet maybe when he retires <laughs> i'll go over i'll summarize his entire career and all of the things he's done none of them good but uh let's talk jacob blake i guess so mm-hmm. i mean i do want to wrap that up i guess but yeah i think we uh we do. We could see, you know, Roe v. Wade. I don't know if we see it overturned anytime soon, but if we get Trump another four years, and for instance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is probably going to retire. I, mean, I think she, she said. I
1: her. think she said she would retire uh, during the next term, whoever it is. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I'm glad I can't confirm that though
0: because if they don't commit, then it's it's pretty obvious when it's political. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Obama got reelected, uh gosh, I forget who it was, but somebody resigned, hmm retired from the Supreme Court, and it was clearly like, Oh, I don't want to retire, and then a Republican gets elected and appoints my replacement. Yeah. But, you know, the Republican Senate under Obama also delayed the uh I forget who it was confirmation
1: of uh, I, I was reading about him the other day, but I forget uh, his name.
0: What's his name? I I have it on the tip of my tongue. Oh. Uh, n- never mind. I won't read really it. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Let's talk Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. So we have video, multiple videos of the Jacob Blake shooting.
1: Mm-hmm. We and have, police audio.
0: We have police audio. We have the, the 911 call mm-hmm. where apparently he showed up, trespassed on a property that he was not mm-hmm. supposed to be on. The caller said, Jacob Blake is not supposed to be here, and so he trespassed. He was armed; mm-hmm. he had a knife on him,
1: he had it on him, and underneath the seat of his car.
0: Well, I think it's the same knife. Oh, is it the same knife? So I think it's the same knife. From based on what I've heard, it seems like he actually dropped it in his car okay. when he reached in. But he, uh, so the police came because he had a warrant out for his arrest for. Mm-hmm. I believe endangerment of minors and and domestic abuse and domestic abuse. I believe this man is like allegedly a child abuser. Yeah. And so when he had,
1: and he had three children in the back of his car.
0: So when, when people on the left talk about like, Oh, he shouldn't have been shot in front of his children. Should they have let him go? Like, should they have let a suspected child abuser go with three children? Like that's dangerous. Mm. that's dangerous to the children. Obviously you don't leave a suspected child abuser alone with children.
1: And you know, Nothing I think great before we
0: from the left, I see, but uh, you know,
1: um, we should probably talk about, you know, just like the situation that led to him getting, you know, shot.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. So first of all, he had warrants out for his arrest, open mm-hmm. warrants that the cops knew about, because when yeah. you, the dish, you can hear the dispatcher say, like, mm-hmm. this guy's got warrants out for his arrest. And you can hear the police audio saying that. They knew he had warrants out. Mm-hmm. They had a good reason to arrest him. Yep. It was also reported that he stole the woman's keys. Yes, He wasn't being a good Samaritan there to break up the fight. He was trespassing. Mm-hmm. And he stole the woman's keys there. Mm-hmm. That's why he got the cops called on him that day. Yep, And they came to arrest him for that reason and because of the warrant. Mm-hmm. So... He obviously, then once. They obviously had justification to arrest him. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone debates that. Yeah. So they try to arrest him. Um, what I've heard slash seen is that they wrestled him to the ground and he shook them off. Mm-hmm. He pulled a knife at some point because you can hear the yeah. audio. You can hear an officer say, drop the knife. They attempted on two separate times to tase him.
1: Didn't work. Mm-hmm. Didn't stop didn't, him. Didn't. Yep. Did not stop him
0: didn't stop him so clearly resisting arrest like Mm -hmm. resisting lawful orders of police officers who had a warrant to arrest him Mm -hmm. and he's refusing arrest and he pulls a knife he pulls a weapon on cops they say drop it they pull their guns and say drop the knife and he doesn't drop the knife Mm -hmm. like i think any one of these bad decisions if he had made a better decision in any one of these cases you know if he hadn't Alleged if he hadn't had a warrant out for his arrest, Mm -hmm. or if he hadn't trespassed, if he hadn't stole a woman's keys, if he hadn't wrestled officers off of him, if he hadn't like withstood a taser, I guess, if he hadn't (laughs) pulled a knife and refused to drop it. Mm -hmm. I mean, any and then and then
1: when officers, you know, told him to, you know, stop resisting, walk around to his car and reach inside,
0: right? Any one of these decisions, he could have made the right decision Mm -hmm. and not been shot. Like any, any one of those could have been, could have saved his life. Mm -hmm. And the left talks about victim blaming, but I think, I think it's a little silly to say that you're not responsible when you do all of those things. I mean, those were all completely within his power. And obviously, I mean, if you have a knife, like what is an officer supposed to do other than use a taser, which they did. And then other than use a taser, a gun, Mm -hmm. what can they do? If you have a weapon and you refuse to drop it, an officer is not just expected to walk up to you. Mm -hmm. You you see these movies with people disarming others. That's not a realistic thing to expect. If I'm a cop and I'm trying to arrest someone and they've got a knife, I'm not just going to walk up to them. Mm -hmm. So they tried tasing him twice. It failed twice. They ordered him to drop the knife. He didn't. And then he went to his car.
2: -hmm. Reached inside.
0: Now, as far as we know, there was no gun in his car. Yeah. But if you're an officer, do you assume there's no gun when somebody throws you off when you're trying Mm -hmm. to arrest them, resists being tased, pulls a knife, refuses to drop it, Mm -hmm. has a weapon? Clearly, I mean, you're if you didn't intend to use the weapon, you would drop the weapon. Yeah. In order to by cops. Yeah. But he so had a weapon, probably intended to use it. Mm-hmm. and then reached into his car to grab god knows what
1: mm-hmm. like, now i will say i will say i don't think it was justified to shoot him seven times
0: right uh i, 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 I think that
1: was that was probably a, you know a little overkill but that was definitely um,
0: overkill but i do want to say that if you're an officer in that scenario and somebody is reaching for a gun mm-hmm. i mean you, you do want to take watch. you want to take any
1: action you can to protect your life and the life of your you know colleagues.
0: Right, and if if someone has a gun, if he say he reached in and had already grabbed a gun, mm-hmm. they shoot him. He falls on the ground. He's not unconscious yet. He could mm-hmm. still shoot the officers. Yeah, there's or the children back. in the back of his car. Right, or the children. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no reason as a police officer that you shouldn't expect Jacob Blake to be going for a gun with intent to use it on you. Mm-hmm. There's there's no reason that they shouldn't have expected force to be used against them, and there's no reason they shouldn't have defended themselves accordingly. I mean, the left will say occasionally that they believe in self-defense, they just don't think, you know, they're not pro-gun or whatever. If you believe that self-defense is okay, if if there's any situation in the world in which defending yourself is okay it's this
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean there's there's nothing more jacob blake could have possibly done to warrant him being shot mm-hmm. other than actually pulling out a gun and pointing it at officers so are they is it that officers are supposed to wait until a gun is pointed at them or do they have a reason here maybe to shoot this guy mm-hmm. i think it's completely justified like i don't I think the officers I'm sure could have acted better. I'm sure there are better things they could have done. Mm-hmm. I think there are much better things that Jacob Blake could have done. Yeah. Like, now the I'm thing not is happy about this shooting. It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. All of them are tragedies, but you have to, at some point say, look, if you don't abuse children, mm-hmm. re- resist arrest, trespass, steal keys, pull a knife on officers and refuse to drop it. And then go to your car for potentially for a weapon. Mm hmm. At some point, you have to say that you're, in, you as an individual, are responsible for those things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that is Jacob Blake's fault that he did that. They apparently they didn't even shoot him until that. Yeah, I mean, even like take the Rayshard Brooks case. Mm-hmm. At least they they had no reason to believe he had a gun. This is even more justified than that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the Rayshard Brooks case was reasonably justified because he was trying to tase officers, but. Even this is even more than that, Mm -hmm. because in the Rayshard Brooks case, they at least knew he didn't have a gun. He probably wasn't Mm -hmm. going to kill them. In this case, I would be fearing for my life if I was a police officer in this situation. I don't see why you wouldn't fear for your life. Mm -hmm. And again, with the BLM movement, I think this is a funny point that BLM and their supporters seem to miss the idea behind BLM is that if he was white, this wouldn't have happened to him because the point of BLM is that they make it about race. They say it's, it's black men getting shot by police. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think there's like, if a white person did this, I, I truly believe he would have still been shot.
1: Oh yeah. For 100% there's, there's in my mind.
0: Like cops are not pulling over black men and mass and for no reason shooting like that's yeah. not what's happening in any of these cases. <clears throat> I mean, I I don't know of a case where that's happened. And if mm-hmm. if there is and I'm just not aware of it, then forgive me. But that's still an extremely rare thing. Mm-hmm. If it does happen, it's not a, you know, singularly racist cops. You know, they mm-hmm. should be charged with murder and they should be. Obviously, they should never be allowed to be cops. They should never mm-hmm. be trusted with weapons etc. Yeah. Now, but- the
1: thing is, the media is never going to, you know, back, well, you know, backtrack on this narrative that they've already spun. The problem is, you know, they've gone so deep into, you know, this narrative that Jacob Blake was shot in an unjustified manner that they cannot go back on it without themselves sounding racist to the people on the left, you know, the the woke people. And so it's it's quite sad that we'll probably never see you know, this stuff that you're talking about that we're talking about, you know, become mainstream.
0: Right. And it's, it's really sad, especially because it's clear that this is justified. I don't think, mm-hmm. I mean, really, I think if you pulled Americans and said, how many of you, if you did that list of things that Jacob Blake did, how many of you would think you'd be shot? I think most people would probably agree that you would be shot if you did all those things
1: you know and the wor- another terrible thing i'm seeing you know on instagram when i scroll through uh, the stories you know that people have they um they're still spreading misinformation about this you know they're still saying that he was you know they're breaking up a fight between two women and that you know he was just he was going to his car because you know he was just trying to get away from the cops you know just because they were threatening him unjust fi- well, unjustifiably and so the fact that the left is still spreading misinformation about this is just you know even more sad
0: Right. And that's that's how they I mean, really, like you said earlier, the age of the humble retraction is is gone. The Mm humble retraction is dead. Yeah. If the media is wrong, you know, they made their conclusions based on the color of his skin Mm -hmm. and based on the fact that he was shot. There was. I promise there was no other factor in their analysis. They did not look at film. If you look at that film, there's no justification for anything Jacob Blake did. Mm -hmm. And there's absolute justification for everything the cops did. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, there are certain cases like George Floyd, where I think the officer was absolutely in the wrong and should be charged with murder in the third degree. Like, Mm -hmm. officers can be wrong in these things. They weren't here at all. Like, I don't see anything that they could have done... I mean, obviously, I don't have any training. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the things they know. But there's nothing that I see that they should have done better. Mm -hmm. They showed up to arrest a man who was trespassing, stealing keys. He was, I mean, wanted for child abuse. Mm -hmm. There's no, obviously, the arrest was justified. Mm -hmm. When somebody rolls off you or rolls you off of them when you're trying to arrest them, tasing him is justified that's mm-hmm. what they would probably do that every single time in every single case that's justified telling him to drop the knife definitely justified shooting him when he was probably in their eyes had a deadly weapon in his hand was possible quite possibly going for a gun mm-hmm. after resisting arrest i think that's completely justified
2: yeah
0: um we are going but to- no a little Sorry, little long, so I do yeah. want to get to the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting. Yes, yes. Which is happened in the same city based on riots over uh, over Jacob Blake's death. Mm-hmm. Or not death, but shooting. He's yes. still alive. He's still alive. He's always down, but still alive. And so Kyle Rittenhouse was a 17-year-old, which is crazy to me. He's younger <sighs> than I am. Mm-hmm. So, he was from uh, Illinois, from, I believe, northern Illinois, and he traveled 20 to 30 miles north into Wisconsin. Um, if I know my geography, I think that's right. He uh, Yes, yes. Right. He traveled to Kenosha, Wisconsin, where these riots were happening. He was at a car dealership's parking lot. He had an AR-15 that he borrowed from, I believe, a friend or a neighbor, is what you said mm-hmm. earlier. Yes. I, I don't know this for certain, because... Honestly, it was hard for me to find the facts of this case. Yeah. Like there, nobody is coming out here just listing the facts and saying, judge it for yourself. So Kyle Rittenhouse was in a car dealership parking lot with an AR-15 that he should not have had. He should not have had that. If you're an AR-15 owner and you're responsible, you should not be giving your guns to 17-year-olds to go use protests. That's Somebody (laughs) should be held accountable for it. I don't think it's him. I don't think Kyle was responsible for this at all. Mm-hmm. I think he acted justifiably. but
1: It's like letting a five-year-old drive your car, you know?
0: Right. You yeah. if, if somebody is not certified or if somebody is not... Now, I don't know if Kyle was trained with guns. I don't know yeah. the laws of Illinois and Wisconsin. But I assume that giving a, a teenager, a minor, an AR-15 is probably not legal. Yeah, And you should probably be held responsible for whatever they do with it. However, on whether or not Kyle should be charged because I believe they're trying to charge him with murder over this with double homicide. Um, so we have video of this and pictures and I believe there's audio as well. There are, I believe, three men, at least three, chasing Kyle um, before with, with weapons, with guns. Mm-hmm. One of them discharges their gun, shoots their gun, whether it was in the air or at him, I don't know. But you can clearly hear a gun go off Mm -hmm. that is clearly different than Kyle's gun. Kyle did not shoot first. So Kyle was being chased by armed protesters, rioters, not protesters, rioters, and only then did he defend himself by shooting the men who apparently were shooting at him or were shooting into the air while chasing him.
1: Attacking him attacking in general, him. physically.
0: Clear, clearly. Yeah. yeah. If if you're being chased down the street by men with guns and you have a gun to defend yourself with and they shoot. If I were Kyle, I would have shot them. I mean, honestly, if I were in that position, if I had a gun and angry protesters and I saw angry protesters burning buildings and I was just peacefully and this is as far as we know he was peacefully defending the car dealership up to this point he had cleaned off graffiti and i know that doesn't exonerate him if he was guilty otherwise but he's not he was being a good samaritan cleaning graffiti he's there's pictures of him cleaning graffiti Mm -hmm. he is defending a car dealership as far as i know he didn't do anything violent to anyone Mm -hmm. pro armed protesters chased him down the street shot a gun Maybe at him, maybe not. And only then did he do anything violent. And he, was- and he was
1: being attacked by a man with a brown bag in his hand, which can mean, you know, either, you know, broken glass, you know, from a from a bottle or it can mean a gun, uh, you know, trying to be concealed. It can mean a lot of different things. And, you know, if he was pointing the bag at him, which I would feel, you know, threatened in that scenario. I don't I don't well, I can't say if I would respond in the same way that he did, you know, violently. But I understand, you know, the sentiment.
0: Well, again, I would say if if the idea of self-defense is a valid idea. Yeah. If if when someone is using force against you. Mm-hmm. Then you're justified in using force to prevent. Yes. It, yeah. Yes. If, if, yeah, if and I agree if, with that. If that's true, then we have to think about how that applies in the real world. Yeah. If, if it ever. I'm sorry. My dad's calling me. I'll uh, be I'll <laughs> be right back. Okay.
1: So, um, yeah, I guess it's just me now. Um, you know, it's, it's important to remember, you know, in these hard times, you know, where we don't know what's going on and, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. We can't let our emotions control us. We have to make sure that we stay in control and we don't, you know, become emotion driven because that's what people on the left are doing right now. They're responding to these events that happen solely emotionally. And we can't, you know, get down to that level. We have to, you know, maintain emotional calmness and, and just stay on the high ground.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And I'm back. All right. Um, I don't know what all you went over, but uh, what I was saying <laughs> I, was yeah. if, if self-defense as an idea is valid, then at some point you have to acknowledge that when armed men People, Men armed with guns are chasing you down the street. I mean, this is an angry mob. This is, you know, he might have died. We've seen, I watched a video over the weekend of a young boy who was assaulted and had his MAGA hat stolen from him. Like a little boy, like Mm -hmm. maybe 10 years old, maybe probably younger. I mean, when there are people doing this all around, I mean, he had every reason to fear for his life. Mm-hmm. And if you have every, if someone is giving you a perfectly valid reason to fear for your life, intentionally, like they didn't do this, not to make him fear for his life. Yeah, yeah. He, he they were giving him every reason to be afraid mm-hmm. for his life. Mm-hmm. He, he had, and he had a gun for this reason. Yeah, obviously, because it was to dangerous to himself and others. Yeah, and. And when he showed up, I think he there's like somebody interviewed him and he said that he didn't expect to use the gun, but he would if somebody was attacking him or something like Mm -hmm. that, which is interesting uh, because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he used a gun in self-defense. And in my view. Look, I understand that he didn't have to shoot Mm -hmm. and he wasn't. It doesn't. I don't think he's injured. But. Really, I don't think you have to wait until somebody shoots you before you shoot back. Yeah. If somebody is chasing you with a gun, at that point, you have a right to defend yourself with a gun. You have a right to use equal force against them to prevent their to prevent harm to yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I like, agree with that principle. So, look, I mean, I don't endorse teenagers or really anybody going to these protests to. Like, I understand you have every right to defend your property. Yeah. If you're afraid that it's going to be looted, you have every right to stand at your door with an Mm AR-15, draw a line and say, if you're trespassing, like, I'm going to point my gun at you. And if I think you're going to attack me, I'm going to use my gun. I think somebody has every right to do that. But I don't endorse going and taking somebody else's gun to a protest especially not as a teenager to defend somebody else's property because as far as i know um defense of the property of others isn't a a legal defense yeah so if if for instance he had used that gun against someone who was destroying cars at the dealership or whatever he would he would be charged yeah and he should be charged i mean mm-hmm. you can't just go You know, shoot whoever you think is hurting somebody else's property Mm -hmm. without express consent from the from the business owner. Yeah. And I think you I think in Wisconsin, you have to be hired as a security guard, Mm -hmm. which obviously he wasn't. Yeah. So I just I think what he did was justified. What he did was justified. But Mm -hmm. whoever gave him the gun, not justified, should probably be charged with. I don't know if I would charge the person with murder necessarily, because no. This is very different than yeah than that person murdering someone. I mean, he gave Kyle a gun to, or he or she gave Kyle a gun to defend himself, and mm-hmm. Kyle defended himself as necessary. So it wasn't a murder. Yeah, but they should be charged with something. You know, giving somebody a gun who isn't licensed to have one, not yeah. okay, not okay. Giving
1: you it know, to a minor, you know, right, no especially less to a
0: minor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and so, yeah, people yeah. giving guns like this to minors is why we have school shootings, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why we have an issue, is people that aren't responsible gun owners.
1: Exactly. Irresponsibility. Mean,
0: nobody, the left likes to paint all gun owners as like this. Most of us aren't. I mean, the reason it's it makes big news when something like this happens is most gun owners don't use their guns for violence mm-hmm. by a huge majority. Yeah. But... Uh, we need to have an episode on guns at some point. We should, yeah. Which uh, might have to just happen. I, we could do that before the election, but yeah, no, we could, we could. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah. we're about fifty-seven minutes in, so I think we're mm-hmm. probably we're probably going about where we need to go. Yeah, I think we should probably call it an episode. But yeah, that was that was pretty good. So in summary, uh, DNC was okay. Joe Biden was amazing.
1: He was coherent,
0: right? He well, yeah not amazing but he spoke well he, he was amazing for the expectation for the expectations that we
1: had for right, him you know right
0: he way exceeded expectations from both yes. sides because yes. you think joe biden has dementia you know i don't know of a person who has dementia who i would think could do that so I yeah I, think,
1: I, I i think he's okay
0: right i think i would worry about him physically more than i worry about him mentally but yeah uh you know hillary clinton even who you know Hillary Clinton. I didn't think she was the epitome of fitness, but I also didn't think she was super unhealthy. Yeah. But she fell into a car. On nine eleven, I remember at the that. the end of the campaign, honestly, yeah. she at that point people are doubting whether she can do the job, and people are doubting whether Biden can do the job. And I guess I do want to close out because we mentioned this earlier. Mm-hmm. How I think like Trump has a chance now. Yeah. No, Trump legitimately does have a chance. And.
1: Um. I think
0: the I think the
1: silent majority is strong, um especially now I think this the silent majority is probably stronger than ever, just because it 's so you know publicly unpopular to right. support trump even even though it's not like actually unpopular it's just like it, it seems unpopular to support Trump right now, and so I think the silent majority is stronger than ever
0: yeah, I agree with that and mm-hmm. like I said with the b l m thing earlier, I mean, I was floored when I saw that seventy six percent for all lives matter to yeah. lives matter. Like that's that's a silent majority. Mm-hmm. Nobody's rioting in the streets saying all lives matter.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's you know, people always talk about when when you talk about violence, or they always say like, be careful. It's the quiet ones you have to watch. No, it's the ones that are rioting in the streets. Yeah, the loud minority. Mm-hmm. That you have to watch
2: Those exactly. They're
0: doing the terrible things to our country. Exactly and so with that, I think uh we can safely close off the episode and mm-hmm. we might have to talk about these exact same topics in in a few weeks, just, yeah. you, know, if just you know see how they've you know how they've subject to change, and uh you know the age of the humble retraction has not died here at politics <laughs> right it could happen, but uh I also wanted to say. We are going to be making a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. The name of the YouTube channel will be Politics Done Right. It'll have the same art as this podcast so you'll be able to find it easily. And we are going to be, there will be a few episodes that are uploaded on that YouTube channel. Uh, We're not planning on doing anything as far as I know this week or anytime necessarily soon. But come election day we are going to do an election night live stream. Mm -hmm. I will have two uh political figures that I will be with me and I'm hoping they could they will agree to get on the podcast. Won't say who those political figures are <laughs> because I haven't asked them about this yet, but two political figures will be here at uh Hooray Ranch. And so I'm hoping we can have a really cool live stream, but we're gonna do we're gonna do this through video mm-hmm. on YouTube. So yep. it'll be up there. We might be able to put the audio up here, too. But yeah. I think the video will be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Might have to buy a camera, which I'm not excited <laughs> for. But, uh, all right. With all that said, yep. you know, uh, we appreciate if you share the podcast. It's mm-hmm. We know it's been a little while since we've made one. And, you know, I apologize for that. But it helps but, us so
1: much if you, do, if you right, do. share,
0: It helps us so much if you share the podcast. And I've said this before, but even when I'm not constantly putting out new episodes, like I haven't in about a week, I've still every single day, multiple times a day, get on and check how many people have listened to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And it just, it makes my day when I see, you know, there was a day this week where I got 50 views or 50 listens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's awesome. I'm like, there's no way in the world that I could have this great of a political conversation with 50 different people in one day mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's amazing to know that we're reaching an audience this wide mm-hmm. and you know 50 a days that's pretty good yeah yeah of. and so we just we really appreciate if you share the mm-hmm. podcast and you know if you don't like the podcast then you can tuck off